0: What's up, queens? Welcome to the Female Dating Strategy Podcast, the meanest female-only podcast on the internet. I'm Ro. And I'm Savannah. All right. So today we're going to cover an event that has rocked the Twitter world. And it is a fairly innocuous video of Chelsea Handler declaring herself child-free and happy and making a video of all the things she gets to do because she doesn't have children. Now, for most of us, this would be an incident where we would look at the video and be like, ha and then scroll past. Or even just be like, you know, cool. Good for her.
1: That's her life. I'll get on with mine, you know? Right.
0: And that's honestly what
1: 90% of the people who watched <laughs> that video did. Except that's what normal, well-adjusted, scroty non non-pick-me people did. The scrotes have
0: been mad. <laughs> for days. Days. Like <laughs> at least a week now. Tucker Carlson weighed in on the video, Matt Walsh, Ben Shapiro, all the normal. The conservative A-list. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would call them A-list because these are like, honestly, the scrotiest men who are pretty unapologetic about their s- rampant sexism and misogyny towards women because, you know, not all conservatives are this openly misogynist, but these guys are consistently and repeatedly openly misogynist towards women so like this apparently triggered them to hell they've been rage posting over and over and over again about chelsea handler how she's gonna die alone how uh she's going to burn in hell because she had abortions etc
1: you know how like when we spoke about like the night vigil you can blatantly tell like i'm not sure if it's a night vigil growing up but you know when you like pray against your enemies for 12 hours that's 100% what these guys did. They went to church and prayed that God would smite Chelsea Handler for daring to be happy without kids. Please bring her misery. Please bring her, please smite her Lord in her sleep.
0: It's only a minute long, so I will rip the audio and then insert it here so you guys can listen to it for the purposes for the rest of this discussion. But it's such a silly little video that's maybe a minute long. And for them to be mad uh, for a whole week, and for this to be a continuous talking point, we thought like we should sit here and dissect this about child-free women, why some women choose not to have children, why it's a valid choice, why it's a good choice in some circumstances, and also like dissecting why the skirts are so mad and all the power dynamics that are thwarted when women choose to not have children. So here's the Chelsea Handler clip.
2: This is a day in the life of a childless woman. I wake up at 6 a.m. I remember that I have no kids to take to school, so I take an edible, masturbate, and go back to sleep. I wake up at 12.30 p.m. and get ready for a busy day of doing whatever the I feel like. I put on my most impractical and stylish shoes since I won't be chasing a child around the grocery store. I go to my fave spot in Paris to grab a croissant. I do a meditation sesh on the plane since I have no screaming kids allowing me all the time in the world to become enlightened. The weightlessness of my existence has granted me superhuman powers. I teleport myself back home, then I get ready for a night out with whatever hot guy I met on Raya that morning. I call up a babysitter and tell her that I don't need her since I still don't have kids. Now it's time for a workout, so I hit Mount Everest for a quick climb. I invent a time machine. Go back in time and kill Hitler. Crazy bastard! It's amazing what you can do when you have this much free time. And that's a day in the life of a childless woman.
1: Okay, sis did nothing wrong. I'm all about that child-free life. All about it. If that's what a woman wants, of course. If that's what she wants.
0: Okay, so let's talk about, first, the reaction to this video. And then, Savannah, you can discuss, like, why you don't want to have children. So, okay, so in response to this video, here's just a few of the comments that came from the video. And
1: make sure you do the scrapy voice as well.
0: <laughs> okay, this is from a conservative commenter, Graham Allen. This is the saddest thing I've ever seen, and also a reason for every young woman not to repeat your horrendous existence. <laughs> uh, this is from Matthew Marston. Can you use the time machine and go forward to your deathbed when you die alone with no one around you? Third commentator, Jared Monroe. If you want to live a meaningless life, void of courage and joy, that's your right. But stop selling it to kids and young adults as if you're happy with their life choices. You're not. And most of us know it. (laughs) (laughs) William Coleman. And notice every single one of these guys has a blue check, even though most of their opinions are irrelevant, by the way. Like nobody knows who the fuck these guys are. Yeah, they bought it. To be fair, at least Elon has made it easier to identify the losers because you can see who's bought the blue tick. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Another Elon L. <laughs> People are going to start buying that blue tick just so they don't get their accounts hacked because he just got rid of two-factor authentication because he's an amazing businessman that it totally knows what he's doing. William Coleman, all of us with children are laughing at you. I wouldn't have traded for anything in the universe. Enjoy the barren womb though. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha that's so angry
1: <laughs> if your kids if you, if your kids make you that happy why are you playing with them as opposed to insulting a strange woman on twitter like why not go play with the kids if they make you that happy
0: it's the weirdest thing they spend their entire time talking about how obsessed they are with uh women who are single women who are childless young women like women who have no interest in these men whatsoever why they cosplay as good husbands and fathers and I'm like, I cannot imagine your wife is that excited about you being like this worked up over like what other women are doing, unless she's like a card carrying pick me, which I guess she has to be if she's married to these guys. But I'm like, I've just never, I've never seen a good husband and father who's this pressed and stressed. About other women. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because they're out there being good husbands and fathers, like they don't have time. And even if they may not agree with that lifestyle or they'll have a different perspective, they're not going to attack another woman for it because they understand that people can make their own choice. <laughs>
0: I don't know, like, oh, it's just. Oh, here's another one. Uh, Jw men. another like, uh, I bought my blue check Twitter. <laughs> you forgot something. The part of sitting alone on the holidays and growing old by yourself. It gets really lonely at the end. I get the impression, like, the
1: way these conservatives talk about sitting alone, if you don't have kids, it's like, you must not have any friends, then. Do you not have friends? Like,
0: yeah. Having a kid is the most selfless act an adult can make. Chelsea isn't very selfless. So 100% she shouldn't have any kids. Some people are just built different. She doesn't have what it takes to be a parent. Like, all it takes to be a parent is to have working sexual organs, sir. That's it that's true most people become parents because they don't wear condoms and don't use birth control <laughs> that's it true like <laughs> and then we have king Scroat of all scrotes he's been like the main one raging for days sucker carlson weighed in matt Walsh weighed in but this guy has been like extra mad because uh chelsea handler has been open about the fact that she's had uh an abortion or actually maybe a couple of abortions yeah she's had a few hasn't she yeah and I think examining these comments really helps you, like, understand what the issue really is. So this is Matt whilst... Oh my god, she's scared. One thing to keep in mind about Chelsea Handler is that she actually has had three children, but she murdered all of them. That's why she so desperately justifies her childlessness. Her freedom was purchased with the blood of her own children. Chelsea Handler wants you to know that she's really happy being a childless 47-year-old. Like, seriously happy. She's so happy, you guys. Okay? Nobody say she's sad. She's not. Definitely not. <laughs> Then he did a whole podcast episode about Chelsea Handler called Creepy Childless Spinster Promotes Childlessness. Oh my, he did a whole podcast episode? What the fuck? Yeah, he's really like obsessed with Chelsea Handler. So basically all of the reasons that conservatives have been mad about this video boil down to the following. So first of all, they're anti-abortion. Secondly, they think it's selfish not to have children. Three, they think she's missing out in life uh, for a bunch of different emotional reasons, mostly. Four, they think she's going to die alone. Five, they think nature designed us to procreate. And then six, they think she's lying about being happy without children and leading women astray to her like abhorrent lifestyle, quote, quote. So those are the six major reasons that conservatives have been rage posting about this little joke about this little joke of a video from Chelsea Handler for a week. And the amount of anger and scrote fury is so disproportionate to the video. Yes. That you know that even with all of these outlined reasons that the subtext is so much deeper than that.
1: Yes. There's almost this like cognitive dissonance. I think like one of the scrotes touched on it, but it's like, if she's so selfish and shouldn't be having kids, then why are you, you know, saying it's so sad she doesn't have kids, if that makes sense. Like,
0: Don't you want to experience the joy?
1: (laughs) But then you say she's so selfish. I'm like, well, yeah, selfish people shouldn't have children. Like, if you truly (laughs) believe that's an issue, then you should be glad she's not having children.
0: Right? Like, am I missing something? (laughs) Exactly. That's why you know that it's really deeper than that for them. Yeah, it's a lot deeper than that. Because if they can have someone who they hate politically, because Chelsea Handler's made it no secret how, like, left-wing and overall... I think she's probably the antithesis of conservatism. Like she's very much a type, the type of woman who they would hate all of her politics, but and for some reason they're dying to make sure this woman like procreates because otherwise it's a problem. And I don't get it except for the fact that they really feel like any woman who's outside their matrix of control and that they see marriage and motherhood as a means of control and they know it. That's why they're so mad when women are outside of it.
1: Yeah. And that's the reason why they make things like abortion harder. That's the reason why they try and promote that being the trad wife is the way. It's not the way for women. They know that women who, on average, women who get married and have children, they are at a disadvantage in society. They know this, but they promote it so that women end up thinking that it's in their best interests whilst they're being disadvantaged. It's an absolutely cruel con what these conservative, well, I mean, it's in the name, but It's actually quite an elaborate con that they're doing to women. Conservatives. Um, (laughs) And like speaking from the perspective of, you know, somebody who is likely going to be child free and that I'm not really desperate to have children. And it took me a while to realize that actually having children is optional, at least, you know, for me anyway, that I don't actually have to have children because I've never been one of those people that is enamored by babies or really thought like, I really, really want to be a mum one day. That's just never been me. And I recognise that can be difficult to comprehend for a lot of people, especially people who are parents, but this whole idea that we are crying or that I'm you know, worried that I'm going to be alone on my deathbed or that I'm going to have no friends and I'm older, it's just not a thing for me at all. And even if it was a thing, I wouldn't see that as a good enough reason to have children because to me, that's no different. I mean, you're basically trying to give birth to your future carers, which is... I don't know how more capitalist she can get, like basically birthing your own slaves, like future, like future slaves. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think that's appropriate. And it's just, it isn't really a thing. Obviously, I have a lot of sympathy for women who wanted to be mums, but can't for, you know, one reason or another. That's totally different. But for me, I'm assuming I'm fertile because all the women in my family are very, very fertile. So I'm assuming I don't have any fertility issues, but it's just not, A thing, like I'm not sitting there feeling like I've missed out. And in actual fact, I completely understand women like Chelsea Handler because the older I become, the less I want children. And people who have kids, they always say, Oh, you know, when you get older, you know, you'll change your mind. But actually, I've become more child free as I've gotten older because I've built my lifestyle and my dreams and aspirations on not having children. As I get older, you know, there is a lot more that I would have to give up and sacrifice if I wanted to become a parent, if that makes sense. So actually, it's if you don't want to have children, this whole idea of you'll change your mind when you get older is just, it's not really a thing. And I've noticed that's only really said towards women, like we are supposed to change our minds. And, you know, for me as well, I think every child who comes into this world should be wanted and the parents should, you know, want to provide for them as an individual human being and not seeing them as some future you know, carer or companion down the line. And I just don't want kids enough. So therefore I don't want to bring them into this world because I wouldn't want them. And that's just it.
0: Yeah. And I think we have to start having a conversation about how choosing not to have children is as much of a selfless choice as the conservatives try to portray it as a selfish choice, because a lot of people have children for, extremely selfish reasons. So them trying to paint Chelsea Handler as inherently selfish because she chose not to have children is incorrect because there's a lot of people that have children, a lot of women who would choose to have a man's child because they just want to hold on to that man, even though he doesn't want to be with them anymore. So it becomes, it's like a baby they have just to try to anchor that man to them. And it actually ends up being like an uno reverse in that it it sort of anchors her to him more than it anchors the man to her. And so a lot of women end up disappointed. A lot of women (laughs) do have children to have child slaves. Even if you look at some of, you know, the replies, there was a woman who was saying,
1: oh, you're not going to have anyone to visit you. You know, nobody's going to look after you when you're sick. And it's like, those are not reasons to have children. And, you know, what a lot of people don't realize as well is that there are so many variables to having children that could mean that that your dream of having, you know, future carers isn't realized. They could be born with a profound disability. They could die before, you know, they're able to take care of you. They could move to Australia, the other side of the world and not be able to visit.
0: I mean, I don't live near my parents anymore. And so I I mean, like some of my siblings do. But like, realistically, I think people are much more mobile today than of yesteryear. So, all of my siblings at some point didn't live near my parents. Like, some of them settled permanently in other states like myself, but uh, it's not a guarantee that your children will always be around the corner from you.
1: And people need to be able to work. Like, if you think about the people saying, Oh, it's good to have children because they can look after you when you're older, you know, could they afford to quit their job and look after their parents full time now? Absolutely not. You know things are only going to get more expensive in life, probably, so what makes you think in twenty thirty years like that your kids are going to be able to do the same
0: right, and I mean, even among immigrant families, in fact, it's kind of interesting. I can only speak from my family, but I mean, my mom said the family are, are immigrants and like they have a bunch of relatives back in their home country, and so when they came here, there was no guarantee that they were going to be taken care of, right like the relatives they have like my great great grandmother and great great grandfather et cetera et cetera so You know what I mean? So like even of our parents' generation where it was much more common for and typically immigrant families where it's much more common and expected that the children would be the caretaker of the aging parents, it still wasn't a guarantee for them, even with like the weight of that cultural expectation. So now there's even less cultural expectation. I'm wondering people using their kids as an insurance plan or a backup plan. And and I'm not saying it's a bad thing that we take care of our our grandparents. In fact, I actually think it's still As long as they're not like horrible people or anything, it's good. No, it's good. Yeah. I just think it's tough to um put that weight on your children, especially... Let me tell you, especially if you're an oldest daughter, especially if it's like going to be your oldest daughter, because... I'm, we're probably going to do a separate episode on eldest daughters, but a lot of that kind of stuff, that weight of managing the family falls on a particular person. And I do think that there's a little bit, a lot more pushback nowadays from children expecting, especially female children, expecting to martyr themselves uh, for the greater family care from birth till death, really.
1: And it's like as well. And, you know, another thing they love to use as a talking point is, oh, you'll die alone. When if you ask any staff in a nursing home, how many people come to visit, you'll find that even the people in the home with like loads of kids, they don't come to visit them very often. In fact, that's the reason why they're in the nursing home is because their kids don't want to look after them. That's the reason why they're there.
2: Yeah. A lot of
0: times they need extensive care and not everybody can afford, you know, like having an in-home caretaker. Sometimes they have to take them to these nursing homes. And then realistically, if you're at work all day, you know, well,
1: yeah, and I just feel like people have, like, romanticised death and believing that, you know, all your kids, all your grandkids are going to be around your deathbed. And i like, Queen Elizabeth, the only members of her family that were there when she died was King Charles and Princess Anne. Those were the only two there, and she's a Queen of England, and she was probably dying already. So <laughs> if she's going to only have two or four of her kids there, then, you know, what's the hope for you? like? <laughs>
0: Yeah, we just need to accept that on some level we all die alone and that's okay. We will die alone, yes. And again, I just don't feel like
1: it's (laughs) a reason to like birth your future mourners. (laughs) So you won't die alone.
0: (laughs) I think we should have a bunch of kids because I want to spread our ideology far and wide. So I feel like I know I've been like we've been saying about how great or all the reasons you should be child free if you want to. But truthfully, I'm pro natalist for FDS women, like find a high value men and breed the fuck out of them so that like we can correct the gene pool for the next generation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we can shift the order. Yeah.
1: But if you do want to be child free as well, like there are other ways you can influence the next generation. You can have nieces or nephews. You can mentor a child like I sponsor two children in an African and, and a South American country as well. I'm hoping to do two more, this, add two more this year. But there are other ways that you can positively influence children and contribute to their upbringing without having kids as well. That's another
0: thing. And a lot of these tactics and anybody who grew up in like Christian conservative culture, once you realize to the extent that a lot of their pro-birtherism is just because they want to spread their ideology through like uh, forcing women to have a bunch of kids. This is essentially like the impetus behind trying to force women to have children's dependency, its control. And it's also to, you know, these uh, different ideologies, like the quarter movement, the idea is that Christian people should populate the earth with people of their beliefs, right? So the less available women there are to populate with their beliefs, they realize not only losing like control over that particular woman, but they're going to lose the culture war, right? So I'm a big fan of women Like Uno reversing that entire trend by like having children with good men rather than like just having popping out a bunch of babies for like these kind of shitty entitled conservative men who brainwash these women who think like being a a breeding machine. They think being a breeding machine is being a warrior princess in the Christian army. It's straight up like eugenics in a way.
1: to be honest though bro it isn't even just conservative men who are bothered about child free women like i've had some of my friends boyfriends when i've said actually i don't think having kids is for me i'm gonna pass they get really like isn't offended but they're questioning why and i'm just like it's none of your business they're like oh you should have kids you've got good genes to pass down i'm like, I'm like fuck off i don't want them
0: <laughs> and right, why then. do you care <laughs> like why do
1: you care so much I mean, so I don't even think it's a conservative man thing. I just think it's a male thing as well. Like, Because ultimately, I think deep down subconsciously, men see a woman's duty is to have kids. And if she doesn't want to do that, they think that there is something, you know, for example, fundamentally wrong with her or that she must be
0: deeply unhappy. They can't wait to sign us up for the motherhood martyrdom role.
1: Well, yeah. And, also, you know, no disrespect to people who obviously there are some people who who really, really struggle with fertility. But generally speaking, getting pregnant, even as a single woman, isn't difficult. Like if I wanted a child, I could just go on Tinder and just since most men are, are pro bareback now anyway, and just have a kid that way. Like it's not difficult.
0: Yeah, there's no shortage of sperm. I made this point on Twitter as well with Chelsea Handler is that she's extremely wealthy. If she wanted to, she could she could get the best in vitro fertilization money can buy and she can adopt. Like there's so many options that she actually have if she wanted to have children. Yeah, so many options. And yet she doesn't. For whatever reason, they keep trying to make it seem as if. This wasn't really her choice, and she's not really happy. And I'm like, she of all people, of all people, has the most options to get a child if she wanted a child, given her wealth and influence. So to kind of address that point, they think she's lying about being happy without children and leading women astray. I think a lot of men can't. <laughs> I'm so serious. This is this is actually their major <laughs> argument that they think like all oh, these feminists are going to be these misled, women astray. <laughs> right. The thing about it is that like for a lot of women, it's such a personal choice and so they scour the internet for all of these women who regret not having children like there's been a few women who have chose to not have children who have come out and said later like oh i wish i actually had had children later on but then there's a lot of women who don't and there's a lot of regretful parents as well but they seem to never like look at that side of the argument and
1: i think it's more devastating you know from a personal standpoint as well i i always you know rationalized it as i would rather you know not have kids and regret it than to have kids and regret, because at least in the former scenario, there are things I can do. So if I get to 60 and realize, or, you know, 50s or six and realize actually, you know, I miss having a child, I could adopt, I could, you know, invest in my nieces and nephews or whatever. But if you have a kid, and you don't want it, because you can't undo a child, like even if you adopt, that child will still exist. So it's a choice that you can't really take back. And this is why If you read things like Breaking Mom or Regretful Parents, it's a lot more devastating because you know that that decision, the decision to bring another human being into the world, you know, short of murder, which is illegal, it can't be reversed. And even if you murder them, they existed. Like that's still, do you know what I mean? It can't be reversed. Even if you murder your kids. Yeah. Then you are going to spend time in prison. Well, yeah. And also they existed. You can't just like delete people like, you know, back in the days of the Bible and just just set the delete button like they existed they are a person so actually i just think like if you're thinking about i guess like the gravity of your decision that was the decider for me is that even if i have a baby and give up for adoption or you know primarily looked after by my mum, which she offered that doesn't change the fact that i brought a child into this world
0: yeah so a lot of women just don't want to be pregnant sometimes it's not even about the child The conservatives who think it's easy to just give your child up for adoption after you've had nine months of pregnancy. No, she doesn't want to be pregnant. And I think it's important to talk about that, that some women, they don't necessarily want to go through all the physiological changes that come along with pregnancy. And once again, that is their choice and their right. People still die. Uh, You know, pregnancy
1: related complications are still a thing. And even in the US, I believe, like homicide is one of the leading causes of death for pregnant women. So even though pregnancy generally is a lot safer than it was a hundred years ago, it's still not a risk-free endeavor. Like you can still have complications. You can still die in childbirth. I know the childbirth rates in the UK are, if you are black in the UK, you are five times more likely to die in childbirth than a white woman. So there's such a complex interplay between, you know, where you live, your race, as to what pregnancy is actually like for you as well.
0: Correct. So trying to push women into doing something that, you know, does come with risks out of some misguided assumption of whether or not that person will be happy with or without children is extremely crazy thing to do. But once again, because men feel entitled to women's bodies, they're worried about women not being dependent on them financially. And socially as well. And socially, yeah. Or otherwise, uh, socially or otherwise. Yeah. Economically, especially they don't like the idea that if they were to choose to have, if they want to take another bride, that there might not be women available for them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm serious. The more women who choose better, it's like there's less options. And I think for a lot of men, I think right now, let's be clear, the global population in the West is dropping. And actually not even just the West, like places like Japan are having the same problem. And in China, where the population is aging, basically any nation where women have access to birth control, especially if it's capitalist in any way, uh, is suffering right now from women having less and less children by choice. And a lot of it has to do with, first of all, the extreme difficulty of motherhood for all the reasons we outlined socially, economically, mentally, everything that some women are choosing not to. Another part is like there are women who want children, but they can't afford more children because of the, how much the wealth has been concentrated at the top. So there's women who do want children, but it's just too much. uh, It's too expensive. It's too expensive. Yeah. And then there's women who want children, but can't find the right guy, right? They'd rather be child free than to attach themselves to a terrible man. And they're happy with that choice. I think that's a smart choice. That's a smart choice, to be honest. Yeah. They're happy with that choice. So basically, and we've actually done a couple of uh, bonus episodes about what different governments are proposing or looking into because of the aging population, because they're afraid of the fact that there's going to be all these elderly people, and especially if you have social benefits, that there won't be enough working people to pay into that system, as well as like basically overwhelming a lot of the healthcare services, et cetera, because of the elderly. And also, if you're in a capitalist society, if you have population collapse, then your things like the stock market will be affected because, is, you know, you can't bet on continuous growth in any continued sector if there's not a continuous growth of the population. So what they're scared of is that there's going to be massive uh, collapse and that people's investments will go off a cliff, et cetera. It's all capitalist and sexist bullshit to the point where like the Chinese government was trying to make a list of like all birthing age women in the country. This is a thing like they're really trying to find ways to like subtly or overtly coerce women uh, to having children they were trying to ramp up some of the propaganda of calling a childless woman christmas cake or uh, unmarried and childless women christmas cakes which is a derogatory term for women who uh, didn't get married because it's implying that they were left out too long so like if you leave a christmas cake out like after christmas then uh, i guess you're like a day old cake or something it's just saying they've been on the shelf too long so i feel like as we progress into the reality and people are accepting the reality that less and less women are having children by choice because they truly in their heart don't want children or because uh, the society has made it too difficult for them to successfully navigate having children. You're seeing this kind of propaganda really ramp up. It's coming from the conservative right mostly in the United States, but like all over the world, you're seeing the same things happening, right? Where like people are freaking out, economists are freaking out, the government's freaking out. They're trying to figure out how they're going to coerce us into having more children without like alerting us that that's what they're doing and without it being doing everything but actually making it enticing to have more children for women
1: (laughs) well yeah because ultimately the threats like they're not going to work and again this just goes to show how these conservative men or men in general they just see women as basically thoughtless broodmares because you know when an animal doesn't behave in the way that you want it to what do you do you threaten it you know, if, if you're trying to train a dog, you basically threaten it saying, if you don't do this, then you're not getting that. And this is what these men are trying to do, as opposed to actually trying to make having kids appealing. It's just like that episode that we did in the UK, where they were trying to address the reducing birth rate. The author spoke about everything except, you know, measures that would you know, women in having children. You know, so things like, you know, making childcare cheaper, making the workplace more accessible getting, you know, men to address their poor behavior. So when will actually want to procreate with them. It just goes to show that they literally just see women as broodmans who they can, you know, issue with threats if they don't behave in the way that they're expected to behave.
0: Exactly. So it's getting a little bit concerning because you do wonder what's gonna be the tipping point. And in the United States, obviously it was the Supreme Court striking down Roe v. Wade and all of these different states making a hodgepodge of laws banning abortion, right? You're already seeing these horror stories come out of, out on Twitter and in the news about women who, with children they even wanted, unable to get abortions. But it is going to be an interesting decade or two when we start to see like what happens between the states for which abortion has been outlawed versus states where abortion is still fully legal. But I think the push towards banning any type of abortion and then largely birth control, birth controls on up next for a lot of the Republican legislators is because of the fact that I think they're also keenly aware of the economic implications of population decline, as well as the social implications of them not being able to push women towards motherhood. So they're trying to find all these sneaky underhanded ways to force women to uh, start to have children again. So one of the things I find like really frustrating about this conversation too, is like how much they demonize single mothers Yes. Yeah. So even though they're talking about getting rid of abortion and birth control care, they also have this really nasty disdain for whatever circumstance we're not able to maintain a relationship while having children, even if it was completely not their fault of their own. So like they have this like demonization of these women while they pretend that motherhood is the greatest gift a woman could ever ask for, while they also say, Every other week, they're saying hateful things towards single mothers on the timeline, right? It's like they're the reason why uh, children are running wild or they're the reason why these like incel shooters are killing people. They have such a nasty antagonistic relationship towards most mothers while also claiming this is the greatest joy a woman could w- hope for. This is how you know it's not even about them thinking women should have fulfillment through children. They just want to control you. Because if they cared, they would be pro-social programs for single mothers or like corralling in men's behavior so that there are better husbands and fathers. And they spend most of their time demonizing and being pissed off at childless women or being pissed off at child-free women than they do actually addressing men's behavior than what makes them desirable husbands and fathers. It's just all misogyny. It's relentless misogyny. And I feel like any woman that listens to them is going to end up putting herself in a, a place to be rudely awaking when you realize that like, it doesn't matter if you have all these children and all these types of things, they're still going to blame you for literally everything that should be a man's failure.
1: Yes, exactly. Because like the minute as well, these mothers are struggling. What do they say? Don't have kids if you can't afford them. Exactly. So it's like, you know, heads, I win tails, you lose.
0: Yeah. Especially like, Black and Latino mothers, right? Like, I feel like there's been a lot of documentaries and studies about this, about how the drug war really devastated Black families in particular, where a lot of fathers were put in jail, et cetera, for like minor drug crimes and created a generation of single mothers, which they turned around and called welfare queens, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's really ugly in the U.S. There's such a really ugly history of having such a particularly nasty antagonistic, disdainful view of women who find themselves without a partner. And it's like, they'll call you selfish because you had children at a time where you can't afford, like, they don't actually think poor women should have children. And this is like, this is the most frustrating thing about it. Because as a person who grew up poor, I look around my circumstances and I was like, I mean, I I had a lot of disdain for the men that probably would have been my options at that point, having experienced just cultural implications of having children with them. And so my whole like stick was like, yeah, I don't want to be a broke single mother. I don't want to have kids when I'm like 23, 24. I couldn't afford to have kids at that age. And so if I had had kids at that age, then I'd be looking at you like you're another nasty single mother statistic. And and truthfully, none of the men my age, even like, even if I dated four or five years older, were completely economically stable either. It was really, really hard for a millennial people who grew up uh, post economic crash to find like employment that was really steady, even if you had a college education, even if you had all these different trades, et cetera, like it was just difficult. So even the guys who were close to my age and and older, they weren't all financially stable either, right? So, you know, we could have had these children and brought these children into the world and tried to make it work through all that. And then, you know, we would have been really, really struggling and wouldn't have been able for the children. And then people have been looking at you like, why did not you have children? But then let's say you wait until you're older to have children when you've got some financial stability, then it's all like, oh, well, you missed your boat. You're in the danger zone. You're undesirable because you're over 30. And, you know, you're not married. You don't have children, et cetera. And it's like, well, a lot of people could not afford realistically to get married or have children until like much later than the previous generation. Because, And on top of that, even if you went to school and everything right, then you could have economic devastation. Like you would have student loans, right? So you'd also have a lot of debt on top of trying to raise kids, on top of trying to move to wherever you could find a job. So the other thing is like, you had to move to where you could find a job. So if you couldn't find a job where you're at, like you had to migrate. So there's so many obstacles in the way of people who even wanted to get married and wanted to have children that it's kind of ridiculous to be so nasty towards people who chose not to when all of the circumstances are surrounding it were pretty unfavorable unless you wanted to be destitute and struggling and and constantly on food stamps and have housing instability, which is how I grew up and which I didn't want that for my kids. You know, I just, I don't get the absolute... I mean, I do get it. They're misogynist. They just hate women. Like the only rule of misogyny is women lose, but it just seems like it's counterproductive to at once claim that like motherhood is life's greatest gift and then treat women as if like do everything in your power to treat women who choose to have children and also end up maybe not in in favorable circumstances. Like they're the worst human beings alive.
1: It's just like you said, Rose, about, you know, men thinking in the short term here, like in, The short term, it might not benefit men to actually make provisions for women to have children or to provide for women with children who are struggling. But in the long term, they will benefit probably massively, probably more so than the women they are choosing to lambast or to put down, you know, know, for not having children. Because like you rightfully said, not every woman who is child free actually wants to be child free. Some of them are child free because of economic reasons primarily men because you know they're the ones running these corporations actually you know thought about things like giving paid parental leave you know making part time work actually pay then it would actually benefit them in the long run as opposed to the birth rate continuing to decline us having an eventual population crisis and you know men's only arsenal or way to address that is just to threaten women with being cat ladies and spinsters if they don't have kids because that's just not working anymore
0: it's not working. And you can see women quite literally saying that all over social media. Like the old ways of shaming women into having children is not working. And you can see, and I think this is maybe like the extinction burst of that conservative argument. Cause you can see even among conservatives, what's interesting is like the biggest, like almost openly misogynist scrotes are on the uh anti-child free movement. But when you look at most of the people that are rage posting in the comments underneath this chelsea handler video it's overwhelmingly men who don't know the burden of pregnancy and childbirth they like think oh well seeing my child smile is the greatest thing that could ever (laughs) happen to me and i'm like that's great for you because you're basically like a glorified babysitter you don't have to do the work of motherhood which is intense
1: that's even if he's babysitting a lot of them don't even do
0: that right exactly
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's just a glorified observer the glorified sperm donor
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Passive observer in their child's life. How a lot of our fathers were, even if they were trying to be good fathers, like a lot of them, you know, most people come from two parent homes, et cetera. And most, the vast majority of the parenting work, especially for children, like young children, falls on women. So a lot of men think this is a joy because they don't have to do the hard work of actually raising children. And I can say as a person myself, a person that like, part of the reason I didn't have children young is because i'm the oldest daughter out of all of my siblings which created a lot of burden on me as a child and so like that's why i think they're all full of shit about how joyful it is to raise kids now granted maybe i would like feel a little bit differently with on my own kids and i had not had the type of child that i had but i have like i love my siblings but i basically raised them right so i already know that it's a lot of fucking work yeah parentified yes a lot of work And so anybody acting like it's a 24-7 joyride, and this is like me liking my siblings. I have a pretty good relationship with most of them, most of the time. (laughs) So through all of that, and even though I wasn't like solely responsible for financial support, given like, you know, I also still had to do like partial financial support at at some points because my mother was struggling. So it's like, when they talk about this as if like, it's just this 24-7 like joyride, I'm like, then you're not actually parenting because the day-to-day reality of parenting or even just babysitting and being a surrogate parent like i was like is a grind right like it's not like you don't have a lot of freedom you damn sure wouldn't have that much freedom to be like on twitter like harassing child free women and it just like it takes so much for planning and thought and concern like i mean it's just helping your kids with their homework. you know what i didn't hear and all of this stuff here was like the daily grind of helping their kids in the with their homework uh planning out their meals so they're not like starving and uh, looking at like the budgeting in the household like all of the things that go into feeding caring and nurturing a child I don't see any of this it's all like my children's smile and my children's laughs so I'm like are you just doing the fun shit of parenting and not like the shitty crappy parts
1: well yeah honestly like the only man I'll believe who actually says they enjoyed like parenting is my dad because growing up he did more Of the active parenting than my mum, because my mum had a lot of health issues. She had like five pregnancies in six years, which basically completely, completely wrecked her body with, you know, cesarean sections and all that jazz. So my dad basically did everything from we didn't have a washing machine, so we'd wash all our clothes by hand. So you can imagine four young children, he'd take us to school. He went to all our parents' evenings. He took us to all our doctor's appointments. Like he was very much an active parent. And again, this is contrary to the reason why I wouldn't want to have kids is because I don't think I'll meet such a man who's willing to do that again, bearing in mind my dad came, he grew up in Nigeria, where it's one of the most you know misogynistic cultures, I would say, and even you know when his friends would come over and he would be cooking, they would be saying like, "Why are you doing the cooking when your wife's there?" And they would actually fall out over it, so he was like shamed by his friends for doing it and i just don't see another man being willing to actually step up for his kids the way my dad did i just don't see it happening
0: yeah i know for a fact my father my stepfather never did none of that like my stepfather would eat all the fruit snacks in the house and then fall asleep so then like he would eat the fruit snacks out of our lunchbox that i would make and then like fall asleep so like realistically i'm laughing through my trauma but uh realistically like part of the reason why a lot of women and I can say this is true for myself, or at least delaying having children is because of the fact is if you may not have even had your own childhood because the men in your life, this, the, the father or the stepfather were so fucking useless outside of like being a sperm donor and maybe an extra check. And that's why like the divorce rate exploded, especially in the boomer set, especially when they started to have no-fault divorce because it became very clear that a lot of men were just adult children freeloaders that were actually making things actively worse for both the mother and their children's lives. So it's just kind of rich watching men like try to shame women into doing this job that like they're not very good at doing at all as a cohort. That's what kills me about it. Like they want motherhood for women, but like they couldn't be mothers. Like they can't even do like half the work as a group that your average mother is expected to put in. Like excluding pregnancy, like let's just pretend that like pregnancy wasn't a thing and that both men and women started from zero when it came to bringing a new child. Let's say you just adopt a child and so a woman doesn't have to have like, go through the pregnancy. There is no way that men on a group level, in fact, they've done study after study to say this is the absolute truth, that there's no way that men are putting in a fraction of the time in caretaking of children that women are. So like they just have no idea how hard this job is, like just genuinely. So they can wish it on us and say we need to do it and then talk about how joyful it is for them because like they basically get to flit in and flit out and do all the fun parts of parenting and, you know, be like weekend Disney dad and then ignore all of the other stuff about like you know basically make the mom be the bad guy because she has to do all of the work of raising the kids and making the unpopular decisions about like their upbringing and the things they need to do. You know, I, I mean, it's just stuff like that where you just know men just have no idea the weight of this actual job because they're not actually that invested in doing it themselves.
1: And I think sometimes actually these like leftist men can be even worse than conservatives because they go down the whole like 50-50 thing in the family and it's like I mean first of all a woman in a relationship is almost always, you know, contributing, you know, for example more than 50-50, but the minute a woman is pregnant and has kids, you need to almost forget the 50-50 split, but these men will still maintain it because they still think it's fair when well, it's absolutely not fair. If you're talking about the division of, you know, childhood labor and you want to do 50-50, it really ends up being 80-20 and the woman is doing the 80% of it. They just don't see this whole like equality. And this is part of the reason why, again, I say trying to be equal with men, especially if you want to have kids is pointless. You need to be looking for equity. And equity means everybody gets the resources that they need to get to where they need to be. So if it means that the man is, you know, if he's cooking the dinner and he's, you know, working nine to five outside the house, that's fair. It isn't about looking for equality in terms of input because women, especially if you were going to have kids in the man, you will lose every single time. And there are studies on there aren't studies i say like reddit is like some giant human psychological study you know psychologists of old would just see it as like the perfect scientific experiment into human depravity and behavior i've seen it where on reddit a woman is in a relationship with a man and they've been doing 50 50 and that 50 50 continues even when she's pregnant so when she's not working she's expected to contribute 50 50 the guy will refuse to pay for anything related to the pregnancy because he sees that as that's your medical bill because you're the one who's pregnant. That's where it ends up. But yeah, I just also feel like we talk about conservative men and we're dragging them, but equally women should also be be cautious of the leftist men who are all about equality and, you know, let's split it down the middle because you will find yourself equally disadvantaged in that relationship as well.
0: Yeah, because the conservative men just think it's your role by birth that you should do these things. I mean, at least they're honest about it. Yeah. It's, that's what I was
1: going to say. They're up front. At least they're honest. <laughs> they're up
0: front. Liberal men will say that, oh no, I think we should be equal. And then passive aggressively still, uh, make you adhere to gender roles. They're still doing all the work. Yeah. So through passive aggression and strategic, uh, forgetfulness. So I think conservative women in particular, maybe not like card carrying like Republicans, but any type of culture that's conservative where they, quote, celebrate motherhood. What they celebrate really is the martyrdom of motherhood. And a lot of women can fall into this trap where they, you know, they're like, I sacrifice everything for my kids. And like, they want to be recognized for that. And then find often instead of that recognition, they find just demonization from these same people, right? It's such a sad thing. And so I'm, I'm kind of like low-key upset. Because I feel like you see this over and over where, you know, I'm a proud single mother. I do this and I do that. And it's like, I think, yes, like they do a lot of difficult things. But they, when you listen to the manosphere, they're so nasty and disdainful of women like that. Like, oh, well, no one told you to have kids. Or like, you don't get a badge for like raising your kids. Or like, uh women are always patting themselves on the back for being mothers. Like, Bill Burr does a really infamous bit about this. Like, he's a comedian about like, how uh, being a mother is not that hard, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's like, this is a culture that actually... You know, women do a lot of this unseen, unpaid work. At this end, they end up in this trap of like feeling like uh, they're being martyrs for this cause that they're never rewarded for. And you can like see sort of the like sadness and depression that sets in when you realize that like it could be meaningful to your children, but it may not be because they may not always completely understand or grasp it, especially if they're young. Like how things work. So like if you're looking for gratitude from your children, like you may not get it ever, or like hopefully you get it when you are older. If you were a good mom. Um, but when they're young, they're not going to have any fucking clue like how difficult it is to pay bills, et etc. Even if you try to tell them and they might be sensitive to it, but it is still hard for children to grasp that. And then when it comes to uh, society, society pretty much ignores or demonizes women like this. I just find the entire thing ridiculous for them to be doing this. I actually think they're <laughs> leading women astray as much as they're talking about how Chelsea Handler is. 100%. To be on the motherhood martyr track where... Women have children that they may or may not uh want or they have children that they may or may not can't afford or with men that aren't good fathers or they think are good fathers and then prove themselves later, you know, that they aren't or get blindsided. All sorts of reasons that women end up not having uh, the children's father in their life. And then they feel like rightfully like they should get some kind of acknowledgement for these types of sacrifices that they make. And it's not coming because people just see this as like women's work and women's unpaid labor. And so I I feel like it's really important for women to start like strategically demanding value, both individually from the men that they have children with, but also on a societal level for all of this unpaid work and creating the labor force and raising their children. And it's become so deeply disrespected While these guys pretend like they're trying to protect motherhood, they're so full of shit. They're so full of shit. Like they don't spend any, they don't spend half the time trying to raise men into decent husbands and fathers. They do as demonizing women and single mothers, like as they do child free women and single mothers. So they just hate women. I'm so tired of the fucking con. I'm so tired of the con of uh, pretending like you're trying to protect life and pretending like you're trying to protect motherhood. And then you do everything in your power to make it as difficult as fucking possible. You're full of shit. Mic drop. Yeah.
1: (laughs) They're also just going to have to come to terms with the fact that it is likely that the number of women who are child-free will increase because as women become more aware of male depravity slash and, you know, beginning to feel the effects of the economic downturn... The problem is only going to get worse and the threats of being alone with a cat actually don't seem, you know, that bad of an idea, especially when it's better to be alone with a cat than to be with most men. Let's be real.
0: Yeah. Even conservative women are like are on that train right now. That's the irony when you look under here and except for the women who are like the extreme commentators. You don't see barely any like regular everyday women even commenting on this thread, like mad at Chelsea Handler for not having kids. like I actually think the silence coming from a lot of conservative women regarding this is actually more telling than all these like rage posts from men. So I feel like even if they're not on the same page, like politically as Chelsea Handler, I almost feel like there's this silent, there's a silent women's war that's going on. That's pretty much like apolitical as they recalibrate the deal they're getting for having families with men and realizing they're getting fucked. And, and getting fucked and like not even getting like, you know, the social recognition or loving support. Like I can say this is, this is I want yet another reason why I left the church is like church is full of single mothers. And in particular, I think it's because of how much, uh, social services and social support that other mothers will provide. But I know like so many of the pastors and stuff will be up there like saying all sorts of like denigrating things about women while most of their support groups and biggest supporters, donators, cetera, are women and specifically mothers. So it's like I feel like even among conservative women who are Christian and really believe in like, you know, be fruitful and multiply and all these types of things like they're kind of waking up to the con of men having all this lip service for how great motherhood is and how respected they are and how great their position is in society while not providing any tangible support or rewards for it. Like, I feel like something's got to give here. I'm of the opinion we have too many goddamn humans in the first place. I'm not. I think it's good that some, that our population is probably going to reduce because we've had an explosion of population in the last century to the point where we may not be able to sustain it on the planet, quite frankly. And that's the elephant in the room that we might have too many human beings to sustain on the planet. Like uh, scientists think we can only realistically support maybe 9 billion people and we're already at like 7.7, 7.8 billion people. So, you know, the population reducing is overall is not a bad thing, even if the reasons why it's happening are not necessarily great in an individual level. Or they are great, meaning a woman is just happier without it. So yeah, so that's it. Dumb-out skirts. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, that's our little rant about Chelsea Handler and the child-free movement and the conservative backlash. Uh, Feel free to discuss this episode with us. Check us out on the website, thefemaledatingstrategy.com, where you can discuss this on the forum. Also, check out our weekly bonus content on patreon.com forward slash thefemaledatingstrategy. And if you want to discuss this with us on the Patreon Discord, you can do it. Also, you can access the Discord if you're a verified member of the website. So you can look for instructions there. Also follow us on Twitter at femdatstrat and on our Instagram at underscore the female dating strategy.
1: Thanks for listening, queens. And for all you scrapes out there, our wombs will never be your domain. So die mad.
0: Die mad. See y'all next week.